Hey, everybody, you're listening to NC Shop Talk brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. Hey, Mal, are you ready for this? Dare I say yes? Um, You should be. All right, let's go. Okay, are you ready? Hold on just a second. All right, let's start that again. No, we're starting now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the face, the sex symbol of NC Carpet, Mao, weighing in at a 220-ish pounds, a whopping 5, 10, 11-ish of pure sex muffin. Mal, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> this, this is the intro? That's yep, the, that's, that's the, my intro, buddy. <laughs> God, I was scared. Like, like going to get me like, right out of the gate, but... Now I'm just a little embarrassed. That was pretty good. That was pretty funny. Thank you. How, how was my like boxer announcer voice? Huh? How was my boxer announcer voice? It's pretty good. Is it? It's pretty Thank good. Thank you. Yeah. I was, in, I was on pins and needles. Really? I had you going for that, huh? You had me going. The music. I was like, what the hell is he doing? Why is he thumbing through his phone? Yeah. But it was a great, like, I know you like old movies. And I was like, Rocky's like an iconic you movie. Know I, I know yeah. you do. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be my intro because who else has done a music intro for you, Mal? Nobody. Exactly. And you Ex- know what? I've never done a music intro. Shame on me. Damn. Look at me go. So thank you for all involved in Rocky and whoever's music is involved. I hope we don't get cut for this. So take a pinch for that. Yeah, right. Like, thank you. If you need to bill anybody, uh, Mal NC Carpet, I can give you his number. You could call him. <laughs> File lawsuits at malmayor at Right, exactly. Oh my gosh. So for you that don't know, I'm Cato of Cato's Custom Upholstery, and this is Mal, the face, the sex symbol, the man muffin of NC Carpet Binding. Can you believe this, Mal? I'm taking over the NC podcast. Are you ready for this? So NC Shop Talk is in your capable hands? Oh, my God. I don't know if they're capable hands, but I'm going to thump <laughs> my way through this shit. <laughs> well, when I let Nad- when Nadim did it, I let Nadim do it, and, I, and he let me do him. It was, like, professional, but I – and, like, nothing hard. I am uh, – I know I'm in for – I'm in for some – I'm in for something difficult. I'm not, it's not going to be easy. Uh, so, Mal, I'm just going to jump right into this, right? When you wake up in the morning and you go take your morning and you start pissing excellence, what is Mal's morning routine? Soup to nuts from the beginning? Yeah. Like, give me like a two minute, I'm Mal, this is what I do in the morning. I usually get up around 4, 4.30 and I need to change a venue because I can't lay anymore in the bed. I'll probably head out to the couch, maybe on the way, snag a couple Oreos, jump on the couch, roll over, put on like something to make me fall back to sleep if I can. Of course, I'm peeing before any of that. You're right. Forgot (laughs) about the urination. Urination is vital. It's good to have a good Um, prostate. Especially at this advanced age of 46, I'm peeing earlier than normal. Good Lord. That was another question. 46. Okay, carry on, old man. And then we make, and then we, uh, you know, we get up and we're going at it 
working by six, six fifteen. Yeah. So, so who do you mean going at it, Mal? <laughs> well, you know, I am a morning person, but we're not going at it in the morning on a Tuesday. <laughs> Your wife sleeps until seven. I know. She sleeps in a little bit. Yeah, she, she usually texts me in the morning and said, hey, you know, Mal's bugging me again. Can you text him just to give him some company? <laughs> it's before or after I leave the house. Uh, it depends what day it is. Just as you're slipping out the back door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you remember when I came to your house and I'm like, Mal, I have to just, do I have to pretend like I've never been here? Or can I just come in and, <laughs> and have you show me around? Hey, babe, you know Phil. Phil, yeah. Michelle. Michelle, Phil, the, the kids, they're all like, I'm like, shh, don't call me. Just call me Mr. Cato, okay? <laughs> call me <laughs> Phil. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. So bad. Okay, what do you so, got? What do you got in store? Talk to me. Well, that was my, like, first question, right? Because I have kind of a list of things I want to know about Mao. Because the thing about it, Mao, is you're so involved into our community, right? In the aircraft, in the automotive industry. But do we all really, like, I know you because we're friends, but what, what do people not know about you, right? Like, I know every time you come see me that you're going to go get a massage, right? Right. And I you know, hug? We're gonna yeah, hug. hug, yeah. And then I also know that you like to find good food I do. everywhere we go. I have nothing left. My body is a wasteland. It's, I'm in constant pain as you are with everything old division three injuries. So the massages come in handy. I can't compete anymore in anything. So the only thing that I really enjoy is eating with obviously this man body, this dad body, whatever you want to call it has developed into man the muffin. spectacle that it is. Um, man muffin. What don't people know about me? No, A lot I of people think I'm sunshine and rainbows. Right. You no, know, I, I can have a wicked temper. Um, I don't have patience for people who are on the take all the time. And if they do, I'll probably let you know I don't like you by not being myself <laughs> or what you think I am. Um, like when people take advantage of you, for instance, it infuriates right. me. And I'll tell you when you're like, Mal, it's okay. Calm down. Yeah. So it's whatever. A little on the inside. Too there. short. Yeah. Yeah. But the real question is, Mal, as you go back to your age and kind of falling apart and you know you just have food left here in life why is it that everybody on social media thinks i'm better looking than you it's it's the tell you got the tv you got to the tv audience i don't know what it is it's it's insulting it's insulting <laughs> to handsome men worldwide is what it my, is my wife says phil you look fat on tv i'm like honey i look fat in person too <laughs> 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 oh my god i don't know i've been losing these contests i've never won one i'm never putting one on again i, I think three of them screwing yeah. around and the last one final straw was courtney courtney hansen out there at sema um <sighs> last month and i said courtney tell the truth no <laughs> nonsense she looks and didn't even hesitate uh, uh -uh. and of course she backed your you know she backed her horse you're her horse you're everybody's yep. horse apparently Listen, so Mal, since you're not good at obviously beating me in in contest, what are you good at? <laughs> what am I good at? Yeah. What are we talking about? Like good now or good when I was actually good at no, something? 
I mean, like, good now. Like, at 46-year-old Mal, like, yeah. what is Mal proud of that he is good at? Mine is selling machines and stuff, because obviously we know you're good with that. We know you're good with customer service. I want to know something, like, on a personal level. Like, what are you good at that I don't even know? All right. Well, I mean, we talk about these. I guess we, you know, we've talked about it before. We talk about each other's families. But I guess probably the thing... I want to be best at and maybe think I'm best at is being a dad. So that's the most important thing to me now. That's like 99% of my existence. I mean, what else is there? You have your kids, your wife, you know, at this stage you want to, you know, pump everything you can into the kids. And um, yeah, I like to think I do a pretty good job. Can I be better? Yes. Do I probably teach them a little too much? Cause I'm raw and uncensored. Yes. <laughs> But we all have our flaws, but they never have to guess where I'm coming from. Yeah. And that's what kids really need these days. It's kind of a blunt truth of like the reality of stuff and not the fairy rainbows and shit. You know, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan threw out. You'll be happy to hear Dylan threw out another second place uh, trophy yesterday, right in the garbage. Oh, geez. As we're leaving the field. Hey, if you ain't first, you're last, Dylan. If you ain't first. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I thought you weren't a movie guy here you are quoting I'm not, I'm not, you know i just i you know there's a few movies i like yeah you know but i guess that's it phil i don't know what else i'm good at anymore i don't think there's much left yeah. um i could write your wife a love letter i can catch anything speaking of writing mal like you know you're good at obviously being a dad and other things you know but what was your last google search mal my last Google <laughs> to, to tell the truth. It's boring, but we had a, the, my son's he's a baseball player and a soccer player, but he wanted to do flag football. Nobody wanted to coach the team. We were a last minute entry. So sure enough, I volunteered because there wasn't going to be a team otherwise. And I literally Googled fantasy football strategies Oh, wow. Uh, sorry, flag football strategies, offense, defense. That's the last thing I Googled. Really? And how Before did that? that your cup yeah. says, because I was curious. Oh, uh, yeah, it's poquito, <laughs> which in English means tiny. Just a little, wee little fella. Oh, my gosh. So, all right, Mal. This is a kind of a serious question that I, I came up with since we've okay. kind of been goofing around. Since I feel that you're on top of your game, right? And business and life and things as a um, successful business owner, what inspires and motivates you to do what you do? Fear. Fear. Yeah, that's with all of us. Fear. No, little fear, like fear of failure, feel of not coming through fear of not being there, fear of someone maybe saying you didn't do a good job. Um, you get attributed that, you know, my mom, of course, but my dad was like a nonstop rebel force. It didn't matter whatever it was. So it was always what's next, more, 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 more. And whatever you did was never enough. So yeah. fear of failing, fear of letting someone down, fear just in general. I never, but, ever want to leave anything out there. So what motivates you then? What What is that thing that just puts a fire in your ass in the morning whenever you had a hard night or you've had a hard week and everything is just falling apart, you know, for people out there that are just having those kind of downtimes, which we all do. Yeah. You know, it's like, 
what keeps that fire under your ass? It keeps you going. Overall, you know, we talked about the kids, but definitely God, because God grounded me a long time ago. I was always yeah. a huge worrier. I still am, but if I didn't have, you know, faith and no things are going to be okay, then I'd probably be a basket case. But um, yeah, in addition to that, that's a good one. Yeah. Because there's not a necessarily a particular motivator. There's motivators for different things, but maybe boredom. I know fear was kind of a weird one word answer. Well, here's another one, boredom. So yeah. when I get bored, you? I start thinking of stuff to do because then I'm, I get complacent. I don't like complacency. I don't like boredom. Mm-hmm. Like when we come, come back from like a bitch and sitchin class that you put on or from um, running around like a lunatic for a day and a half, not even a day and a half, six hours at SEMA, a day and a half in Vegas total, I get back. And all I can think is, oh, my God, I'm really doing nothing important. I should be doing something else. So I guess boredom. Yeah. So with boredom being the motivator, what do you do to relax? I like massage. I like playing with, you know, with my son, sports. Um, Talking to my daughter, that'll relax me taking them out, jumping in the car for a ride or, you know, grabbing ice cream, simple things. There's not much that's going to relax me because I am not the uh, wind down kind of guy. But there's like, if you said outside of the family, there's probably like three or four people that I could be around where I'll completely relax and I can rewind to where I was, you know, 30 years ago when there was no stress. Right, right. Speaking of your family, like I know your wife, you know, like she is a hot mama. <laughs> How did Mao pull this off? As with my wife as well. Like I don't the know. I, yeah, exactly. So I mean on both sides of the street. I asked her and I did ask her, what were you thinking? And she just kind of gave me like the head shake and you know. You know, at what least she was, got the Mal. kids out of it, Phil. At least she got the kids out of it for you. Your your length or your girth? What are we talking about here? Oh, I can. Well, we can't say that on this. We're <laughs> going to keep it PG. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> You're making shapes. You know, everyone mm. needs to know what's happening here. Oh, All it's right. a long, like a ruler, you know, like yeah, four I, inches, I, I, you know, really 12 was, inches, stuff like that. She chased after me. I don't like to be chased. And uh, <laughs> I guess I finally relented. Really? Yeah. So, so she chased after you. Say that again. She chased after you. Of course. Oh, of course. Whatever. <laughs> Have you seen your wife? I mean, go in your bedroom and look at her sleeping. She's beautiful. Trust me, you chased after her. <laughs> I'll take. I'll plead the fifth. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah, that's a cop out answer. I'm gonna. No, pry I'm, it sure, out of I'm you. not even kidding. She chased after me. She faked calling me on the phone, pretending that she was trying to call her mom. And I'm like, well, your mom at your did? house? Like, what is her? No, mom when we were before house? we started dating, yeah. I was at a business trip. Phone rings. And she's like, hello. I said, hello. She's like, hello. Said, yeah. Who's this? She kept talking and I, there's no one else that has a South African accent that I know. So I was like, is this Michelle? She goes, oh, oh Mal? Playing dumb. So I said, oh, I knew right. oh, my gosh, your phone number was in my phone next to my mom, you know, because your name starts with M and mom starts with M. And I'm like, right. Dang, really? <laughs> Hold up. How long y'all been married? Oh, gosh, 18 years. Oh, okay. So cell phones were barely out then. Barely. I had a, like, yeah, a, barely. Like a, I don't know. Some kind of flip phone. Yeah. Star-tac, the black Star-tac. Remember those? 
Um, no, because you're like nine years younger than me. How old are you now? 41. Oh, you're only five years. You know what a StarTech is. Yeah, no, bro. I had the flip know, phone man. and the bag phone and the one that Velcroed to the console that my mom had that you had to pay like $5 a minute. You had the, the um, whatchamacallit, what was, that, what was that show with Zach and he had the big freaking yeah. backpack? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. remember Saved when by I was, the bell. I was uh, younger. I went to church camp, you know, and I had met this girl. I don't know. We we're in middle school or whatever. You know, we're just friends. Mm-hmm. But I remember calling her on the flip phone. That's the only person I ever remember calling. And I don't know why. And, you know, I haven't talked to her in God knows how long. But anyway, um, that's, that's how I remember. Story. Yeah, flip phones. That was it, you know. <laughs> I stalled out lame. there a little bit. Huh? You stalled out there a little bit. I did, but I was waiting for the of, big, you know. No, there's nothing. You know, I'm a horrible storyteller. Like, you know, you're great. I'd be like, oh, yeah, we went to work today. Well, what'd you do? Work? Uh, I worked on a truck, right? Oh, well, what did you really do? Well, let me tell you. I sat down in the morning, run some stuff on the CNC, uh, designed some stuff in CAD, uh, talked to Dave, you know, designed some trim for the door. Pa- like, that would be like everybody else's story, right? But I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, we just worked. Just hang out. Just, yeah, I'm horrible at stories. But I enjoy hearing them. Well, <laughs> you know who's great what, at stories? The boring ones? Yeah, it, Corey uh, Decker. You know my buddy Corey. Like of he's course, Corey's my guy now. It's my oh, guy now. It's no longer your guy. That's my guy. Listen, that's my boy. Don't be I'm messing st- with Corey. I've been stealing him a lot lately. I and I appreciate that. But he's really good at what he does, and he loves you, and he appreciates what you do for him as well. Now we have but, so many good relationships as a result of our relationship, you and I. So it's it's nice. Yeah, it's because I like good people. People always. And I hate like, oh, thank you so much for connecting with us. Like, dude, like all I did was introduce you to somebody. Like if you would have sucked, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. Like I'm introducing good people to good people to yeah. get good results. That's all I'm doing. That's yeah, that's, but that's a big, that's a huge, and I know you use this term all is this phrase all the time, big feather in your cap, because you connect people really well, really well. I mean, but I don't mean to, I'm just trying to help people out that do good it. things. Yeah. That's like, it's just that buddy system thing like in the military you know you want to you know protect your buddy help him out whatever you know what i mean so that's it that's i don't need a a pat on the back i don't i'm not into that i'm just want to help my friends out i'm the one who brought it up it's fine okay i appreciate that mal thank you (laughs) (laughs) so back on you mal since this is uh, we almost got off it for a second no you did not no tell me mal we're gonna get deep here a little sappy but um who's your superhero like who's your actual superhero or like real life superhero no like real life superhero like everybody's superhero you think is like superman or whatever right whatever i want to know like like my dad is my superhero right yeah like and my mom obviously but you get what i'm saying like my dad's always with me but like who is your superhero like who if you could, if dad are alive or whatever, if you could see right now in an instant, like who would that be? All right. We're leaving kids and all that stuff out. Not okay. yet. Kids out. Nobody. We out, kids out. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is like, I mean, it's like what, the most boring answer ever. Cause everyone's going to say the same thing. Like yours, your dad. Okay. That's a yeah, given. Yeah. And so mine, we, you know, my mom. Oh, cool. I didn't, you know, I would thought it'd been like your grandfather or somebody. I didn't. Well, my grandfather, you know, that's my guy, but I mean, you know, favorite person ever before it have to be. So your mama's boy, mama's boy. You know, it. is your mom still alive? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're so still this is the, the podcast. Team. So behave. Oh, yourself. sorry, mom. 
I just said Claude. she was still Claudette. you're still on the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> What's your mom's name, Mal? Claudette. Claudette? Yep. It's a beautiful name. Is she beautiful like you, Mal? When we were in high school and in college, and if my friends are listening, which they probably don't because there's not much support there. But if they're listening, they always used to bust my chop about my mom <laughs> and my sister. And I would get livid. You know what I mean? You got that jersey, like yeah. Guido gold chain. Hey, you, you can't be talking about my mama like that. <laughs> I, you, you're my sister, it's okay. But my mama, I'll stab you in the throat. Yeah, no, it was always... <laughs> Is your mom going to be there? Like, oh, here we go. Is your sister oh, going to hey, Mal, you know, Mal's sister, not to say anything. My friend Jimmy would do it the, the best. And he would always get me going and, oh, it drove me so nuts. So it's like me talking about your wife all the time. Be like, hey, is your wife going to be there? And I'm fine with that, you know, but yeah. the mom, the mom the chatter mom, back in the day was not, was so not easy, to, you know. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. Yeah, no, my mom was, you know, I was amazing she, growing still up. Just I was beautiful. Just, yeah, I was a sick, I was a sick kid. <laughs> So she always had her hands full. It was all ENT stuff, surgeries, uh, always something wrong, stopping breathing, you name it, it happened. And uh, so I really learned how to take care of somebody, I guess, from her taking care of me. Ah, so, and she's the ultimate caretaker still, you know, drive slow, don't do this, don't do that. Oh, don't worry about it. Just take your time. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm 46. Like, take it easy. She doesn't stop. Yeah, so. my mom, I said a cuss word from my mom the other day. Yeah. Last time I saw her, and like she smacks me on the back of my head. She's like, You will not cuss around me, Philip Earl. And I'm like, Dang, mom, gotta bust out the government middle name, you know? <laughs> you got the Earl, Earl's the middle oh, name. Oh, yeah. Like that. like Earl, that's after my Strong. grandfather. Strong. So, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I know. So, what was my other question here, Mal? You have great eyebrows, by the way, because I can see you right now. Um, <laughs> bushy as can be i haven't trimmed oh. in a while i i need some manscaping actually i've been lax man not not just the eyebrows just body wise needs to be uh, let's hear there stand up let's see that hairy chest you got more hair i need some man man alive like look at this it's like chewbacca under the chair it's like <laughs> <laughs> a little chewy for you i even yeah. did the sounds it was good not it bad. was good not so bad. you know We've talked and, you know, we talk about NC and like what it represents and how it got started and stuff. So run me through a small Lebanese boy that started NC carpet binding. And before it was called NC, what was it called now? Okay. So my grandfather, who I was named after, same name, full name. I can't believe I'm doing this on the air because this, this is upsetting. I never tell anyone. There's only like three people that call me by my name. There's going to be about 3,000 plus 3, now. 3,200 now. Yeah. Maybe four. Maybe 14 because no one's listening anyway. But um, I'm listening. Full name is Milad. It's spelled M-A-L-I-A-D. Milad. But it's it's M-A-L even though it says me. I mean... I don't know, you know, ask the Lebanese heritage, whatever. Gotcha. But um, yeah, my grandfather's name was Milad. He came here, uh, found my grandmother, and then just like everyone else that came here soon thereafter, went to the war, uh, World War II, you know, fought for our country, 27 missions. All right, on hold on. B-17 bomber as a tail gunner. Now, you guys know I'm a big dude in relation to him. I mean, I'm, you know, 6'1", 240. My grandfather was about 5'5", five, five, about a, probably about a buck 50 soaking wet at the most. So he was a tail gunner. 
right, hold on, man. Let's go back a little bit. Yeah. Now, Lebanese, right? Yes. So, did he immigrate? Immig- oh immig- yeah. Immigrate yeah. over here? Did he mm-hmm. go through Ellis Island or? Yes. And then did did he have a citizenship then, or did he get a citizenship by joining? the u.s armed forces that's a good question i don't know if i had to guess on my grandfather he got this would go for the citizenship right away for through ellis island or through the military i would think ellis island when he got here because he was here for a while like he met my grandmother you know and then next thing you know world war ii hits and all their plans change imagine having those plans like here's our life plans here's what we're gonna do whoop here's a world war let's get drafted and go and um you know that was it. So he's five five. He said, "I was about five five. Had to little. be in his heyday, probably one hundred and fifty pounds, soaking wet. Yeah, little fella. I'm sure little he guy. was scrappy as hell, though. If oh, he yeah. was a a tail gunner, let's get back to this. He was a tail gunner, tail gunner. Yeah, in World War II on which aircraft? B seventeen. A B seventeen. Now, if you guys don't know this aircraft, it's the one with a little ball turret in the back, right? Yeah." And you, when you had to get in this, I was like this little bitty window. Super you had to small. crawl in feet first and then yeah. kind of get in. You got this whatever guns they had back there. I went on one. We took a tour. There is no one to talk to. No one's hearing you. There's it's you're on an island back there and uh, you don't have too much protection back there. You're, you know, the skin is pretty thin and you're right in the rear and you got the gun and you're going. And, you know, if someone's shooting at you, you're shooting back. You know, he's a, a heck of a target from behind. So right. it's pretty, pretty scary. I couldn't fit in there, but I just kind of stood next to it. And then when I was inside, kind of peered into it and just try to visualize what it must have felt like, you know, with enemy fighters all over the place and, you know, bombing runs and just crazy. So how many times was he shot or how many times was he shot down? Oh, you did your homework, Mr. Uh huh. You did. Okay. Three times. Three times. Yeah. His arms, he he didn't say much. Like he wasn't a big storyteller. He wasn't super open like you or I are, uh, or like your dad or even my dad. My dad will tell you stories. You know, he's very open. My grandfather's more reserved and uh war stuff he didn't get into too much, but three times. And I remember um, you know, like his arms were like I don't know, like just littered with like white scarring and I asked him when I was little, and I'm fairly certain that was the answer, unless I don't think I dreamt it. It was like um, either shrapnel scars or burning scars, but they got shot down three times. And, you know, of course, they lost guys. And, you know, I asked him once and I said to him, now in Arabic, that's the language, you know, most Lebanese people speak Arabic, Shiddu is grandpa. So I'd be like, Shiddu, what, what were you doing after the first and second time? Weren't you scared? You know, did you, what were you thinking? And he goes, you know, he had a real raspy voice. And he's like, I don't know, honey. We just went back <laughs> up. That's what you did back then. And that was it. Like, that's all you're getting out of him. Right. You're, but- you're going back up. And that's just what you did back then. That was it. I mean, he yep. was like the most humble, calm, like not like me, wired. And my father, who's on another planet wired. But um, he was also the uh, not to be messed with kind of guy. And Was he the our- godfather of the super quiet super reserved i never saw i never got his wrath but i know people that have like someone who uh owed him money and uh he went on the hunt for it oh dang 
and couldn't find the guy. So he, he's like, oh, the heck with it, whatever. Because the guy really was deceitful about it. So one day he's around town next to us. He goes to a car dealership. Trots into the car dealership and there's the guy. Oh, shit. And my grandfather's temper just boils. But this is not a guy you think would have this temper because he's like this real soothing voice and calm and quiet. Yeah, those guys got to worry about. And he's like, where's my money? Mel, come on. I'm working. I don't care where you are. Where's my money? Mel, please. It was a long time ago. Before he said a go, he was on the ground. Yeah. And then my my grandfather, from the story I heard, and the person who told me, I know is not going to lie, it was my grandfather. And he, and this, I'm surprised he actually told me this, but he goes, basically trying to tell me, don't take, you know, crap from anybody. So the guy's on the ground. He starts starts to get you know starts to crawl away my grandfather goes get up didn't want to get up get up so i can hit you again <laughs> yeah so by the time that happened they came over restrained my grandfather my grandfather leaves and but this will tell you a little more about i just this just hit me he leaves he doesn't want the money screw the money it's not about the money now he goes back to the shop the next day phone rings it's this guy's kid, his son. So his son calls and he's like, I understand, you know, my dad owes you money. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. That's between me and your dad. No, no, no. I got to make good on it. And something about his dad being a, a gambler and having trouble and this and that. My grandfather says, look, I appreciate it. I promise you I'm not going to bother your father, but I will never take a dime from you. I'd rather give you money than take it. Wow. So they talked for, yeah, they talked for a few minutes. Everything was okay. My grandfather refused to take the money and uh, that's it. Never heard from him again. But it's like you go from wanting to kill somebody to like the most generous forgiving guy on the planet. He was, dude, he was amazing. So he's like, I guess my, you know, other superhero because I was named after him. The sun shined out of my ass. I mean, it, it could do no wrong. Didn't matter. He was amazing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this little five foot five spitfire of a forward to badass he was bad to the bone is yeah. your grandfather and he comes back from world war ii and he's like what what am i gonna do what Making babies what the amount of you know what everybody wants to do after war you know what <laughs> i mean what after making love to your beautiful grandmother i'm sure um what does what he do next? now like what what is his next plan of action it's like, kind of hazy because he won't he, well he's passed now but he would not really tell you too much except he went into business with uh started working with and for what year was family his do you know family relative what year oh gosh it's got to be in the 40s you know after world mm -hmm. war ii 45 and then so probably like they got back 45 i think he was home because then they had my dad in 46 and then uh, some things happened that he wasn't happy with. And he goes, all right, I'm out of here. And uh, I can't say it over the air in case family's listening. Everyone knows what happened, but yeah, he got up. My uncle Joe, who was my grandmother's brother, went with him. They started NC, which, as you alluded to earlier, Newark Kaplan. So Newark Kaplan's sewing machine was really the advent of NC. And they started doing textile sewing machines for clothing, sewing plants, you name it. I mean, we were in the heart of the garment industry. Why they picked that, he would just shrug his shoulders. 
And, and he would literally just say, I don't know, honey, that's just what people did. You pick something. So was that's this it. part of the industrial revolution then? I guess. I mean, in a way, you know? you'd never get a generation like these guys ever again. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you got to think he's coming back from the war. He's a super badass, obviously. You know, he's, he kind of, he starts this company and they're, you know, selling sewing machines. America's really just coming back into being America without a war at this yeah. point. So America is blooming, you know, all the, all the men are back or the boys, you know, really yeah. are back that become so America turned into a powerhouse. Right. And just all these super badass generation came back and, you know, he's in this sewing machine industry. And then what is, what is the next step? Like what was the machine, you know, that set NC apart from other sewing machine companies? Was it because it was produced in the United States or was it because it was a sewing machine? Was it because it was a surgery machine? Like what yeah, was this? You should have a podcast, Phil. What was it? <laughs> Bill's shop talk. This is okay. Right. So did my research. I mean, now. I've told bits and pieces to people over the years and even talked about on the podcast, but they first started the Rex brand of sewing machines, which is all textile, textile Rex. machines for clothing. It was Rex brand, you and said. And I'm sure there was different things they were into. It was mostly textiles and serving the garment industry. And then they were approached by Sears, which used to be, sorry, hiccups. It used to be, I think, Sears Bambergers before it was Sears. So Bambergers, uh, I guess they heard of my grandfather's and uncle's reputation. And they called them and said, listen, we're doing these rugs. We're putting tape at the edge. We're binding them with the machines you know, that you're giving us and everyone else is giving us, but we want to do it faster. Make us a machine. So like, make you a machine. There already is a machine. Make us something faster. Make us something better. Make us something stronger. So everyone back then was taking a regular old singer, putting a binding tape attachment on it and calling it a day. You wow. Know, they came up with I a was machine super slow. that replaced the little baby bobbin and turned the slow operation speed-wise from you know zero to 60 in 10 seconds zero to 60 in you know three seconds and on top of it you're not changing the bobbin every 150 or 200 feet you're going thousands of feet without changing the thread which does what makes you even more you know um you know more proficient efficient faster everything you know? all the checks above and what oh, was yeah, that just so that's really what that's what set off nc carpet binding because at in, that point it wasn't even in existence and they really that was 1959 when they did that first machine and it took off from there then they just started calling around telling people word of mouth and um like uncle joe got heavy onto the trade show circuit in like the 70s and it just blew up between the two of them and my dad came in took it to the next level my cousin Mark came in, started bringing in different, uh, you know, byproduct and uh, continuing doing all the trade shows. And, I, you know, my job is to take us to the next level. So hopefully I've been doing my part. Yeah. So they came up with this, this serger machine, right? Obviously, you just can't take a, a cast iron sewing machine and cut it and put it together. You know, I mean, people yeah. can, but like, who do you go and say, hey, I, I, I have this great idea this is what we need to do. How do we execute that? Like, who do they contact? Like, how do you even well, come USA up with that May idea? Sewing machine facility, Union Special. And they told Union Special what they wanted. Union Special 
you know, I suppose, I don't know all the details, but presented the machine to them. They made a bunch of modifications, changed this, did that, did this, did that. No, we want it like this. You have to make it like that. I'm sure they went back and forth a hundred times. And back then it wasn't fax machines and email. It was freaking snail mail for everything right. or a phone call. So think about like, we don't like waiting five minutes for an email. Imagine waiting, you know, a week or two for an envelope to come in the mail with like drawings and oh whatnot. Forget about it. So yeah, the union, they, they commissioned union special who we to this day still use, you know, for a lot of our table models, binders, sergers, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the rest is history. They're still making them for us in the same place, the same way they were, you know, since 1959. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. But, crazy. And, the, and, but that machine was so effective and still to this day, the best serger on the market the binder for, yeah the binder the, was that yeah the it's binder, still, we still have right. the we have the second one ever made freaking thing still runs really yeah so i mean obviously this was a huge hit and i mean that really you know set them over that that tipping point of, yeah. of selling machines and because nobody else had come up with this and then you know your your uncle or cousin you know running out to all these trade shows in the 70s mm -hmm. What fun that was. <laughs> Trade show circuit, especially with my Uncle Joe. Oh, my God. Oh, man, he was crazy. He was wide open. Right. And I'm sure it was. I'm chaos. not even going to say it. Yeah, it was just yeah. chaos. Right. Yeah. But then, you know, you were into 2022, almost 2023 now. And here you are. You're the face of NC carpet binding. You know, what put you in that position and not some other family member, right? Because if if anybody in our industry is like, oh, NC, everybody instantly says Mal, 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 like everybody knows you. You know, how did you set yourself up for success to be in that position? That well, you're not in everybody, but like the auto guys, aircraft guys, aircraft was my biggest niche. And I really developed that starting like 23 years ago, turf. Um, you know, some of our carpet guys, but then you know, carpet too, for a lot of the carpet guys, my dad is the face or, you know, Mark is the face. Now, as far as like the marketing and being out there on social media, yes, by default, it's me. But um, I don't know. I mean, you know, when I got there, I went to grad school, my father and mother forced me and they were just infuriatingly annoying. Hold on. What's your degree in now? Um, master's in business. Really, a, a international business. I knew you were smart, Mal, but damn, no, it was. I still annoyed that I went, but they for they literally forced me. I did not want to go. I hated school. I didn't like listen to anybody. I don't like sitting listening more than ten minutes to any one thing. But I did no, it, I and privileged. I'm in grad school with all these geniuses, <laughs> and I'm literally cursing my father on the phone one day. You did this to me. I don't bleep 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 belong here and he's like oh boy like he you know my father doesn't take anything from anybody either and i was living and he could tell because i was struggling i ended up with like a three five so i settled down but Damn. it took a while because i just coasted through college i was a joke high school forget it i didn't do anything but um how much yeah. partying did you do in college mal i'm not sure can you remember <laughs> i do remember <laughs> enough you know it was always sports first and then after I tore my rotator cuffs for the second time, I, you know, stopped playing um, soccer. But, um, oh, you were a soccer player? Yeah. That's not my second best sport, too. My best was probably if I had to 
I would say basketball is my best sport. Yeah, but your boy is. I played goalkeeper in college. Really? Yeah. I didn't didn't know that about you. See that? I should have known being Lebanese that you were going to play soccer. (laughs) <laughs> the lebanese national team is not everybody. known for its right for not comments. known at all for soccer right, right. Not very it's, good your boy is awesome at baseball like i oh, love thanks. the videos and you know all the stuff you post all the time which you know i know your boy but still it's it's i love that that you i love it it's 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 uh, it's like what i if, if i don't have the kids i don't know what i do I literally right. and then your daughter with dance and she dance yeah. right so, a little I bit mean, of a break with this new dance school. So we kind of missed the whole season, but the competitions will be coming up in February. And I got to tell you, Phil, the freaking dance stuff. Yeah. I love a thousand times more than the baseball and maybe a hundred times more than the soccer. It's quick. It's exciting. I get such a rush out of it. I love right. it. And she's freaking good at it. She's always been good at the dance and she doesn't even to... practice, which is scary. Like if she practiced, oh, I, she'd be, going to Juilliard. She, she just goes and does her thing and leaves. She's dancing. They got her dance. She's in seventh grade. They got her dancing with high school girls. I want to see that TikTok video of you dancing with your girl at the dance competition. That's what I want to see. I can't do it. I'm, I, I'm telling you, I'm like immobile nowadays, but I did. That's how I, that's, I don't want to say anything, but that was one of my vehicles for attracting girls. I wasn't as good as looking as you, of course. So I had to use dance as a crutch. Oh, that's been proven a few times now. Let's yeah. make that very clear. Yeah. You are not as so, handsome as me. Something else had to had to get me some sway. <laughs> with the ladies. Oh, I have been told I do have a nice tush. So. Anyway. Oh yeah, you do. I, yeah. I probably grabbed it a few times. That's what I'm trying to get to here. <laughs> a little handsy. <laughs> Oh my God! You've been handsy, Philip. Yeah, I know. What What else are we going to talk about, Mal? Because well, a, I didn't want to forget, but the seventy fifth anniversary. Yeah, right I know now. that's what I was going to say. That's seventy five years. Seventy five. I mean, that's a long time. It's a long time. It's a long. And time. if it wasn't obviously for my grandfather and uncle, and at least for me, my dad, who's like you know a bulldog. My dad's still working like as hard as he did. 50 years ago today which is crazy um but the thing with the 75th which you and i have talked about is i want to try i've been trying for a a long time which you know is frustrating me i want to bless a returning serviceman or woman that has served our country and needs a fresh start needs a job needs a career or needs help and or all of it needs a boost something to get them going that maybe has a general interest in sewing or is really good with their hands and we can teach them a trade. And I've been trying to get this off the ground for a long time and I can't get help from anybody. As long as I've known you. Yeah. Which is frustrating. It's, it's so frustrating Yeah, because if I would have had that opportunity when I first started, I would have jumped all over it because I needed other machines. I, I knew you know, those things that I needed to make me better. Right. And then it just kind of comes like with all of us, you kind of save up and then buy it and, and things and to, to have think, that opportunity. Yeah. We want to afford, bless, help, whatever you want to call it, somebody, a career that essentially gives us freedom and breath every day by being out there, protecting us, keeping us free so we can do these jobs and right. in honor of you know my grandfather my uncle mark's dad 
you know, my yeah. dad's dad, we and just want to help somebody. And just because you weren't deployed or something like that, and you served your time in the military, that is just as well granted in this as anything. Like, you know, people think, oh, I didn't go over and serve, or you still sign the line. You know, that's less than what, 1% of the population I'll do that. And especially right now, the numbers are really down. Way down. And, um, you know, and so just because you didn't deploy or something like that doesn't mean you're just not as eligible as somebody else. And I would, I would love to see people apply. And I know that people that are listening to this, that know somebody, damn it. If you know somebody, send us a stinking email, send me an email. My name, M-A-L-M-A-H-E-R at nccarpet.com. We're not just going to hand it to anybody. We want to know who it is, why it is, what they've done, what their strengths are, and why they really need it. Now, I've called Wounded Warrior, falls on deaf ears multiple times. Um, Phil put me in contact with somebody, wanted to help, took one phone call, didn't return another, gone. Um, I've asked vets that I know that, we're very friendly with and they're too humble i guess to like to get involved with it i don't know Uh uh-oh what do we got we got a visitor oh i'm sorry to interrupt your speech but i have a chocolate covered strawberry thank you z bring her back bring her back look at this oh that looks naughty Mm. hold on go ahead Mm. (laughs) why did she leave hmm because I told him I was doing a podcast and I said, if you don't mind, can you please not interrupt me? But you got a chocolate covered strawberry. I know they can definitely interrupt me for this. That's true. Mm. So I don't know if you're out there listening and we can use this as a springboard to, or a platform to find somebody, you know, 75th anniversary is almost over, but the mission to do this is not over. We want to put somebody in business arm them what they need and, you know, even bring them to a bitch and stitching class or two and get them involved, whatever it takes and, you know, help them grow, help them blossom. And, um, you know, again, in honor of our founding fathers, I think that would be a really nice thing to honor them and to help some people. Absolutely. So with all of that, you know, you're working with, um, some guy named Richard Rollins. I don't know who this guy is some gas monkey fella like <laughs> i know richard i'm sorry rich i'm just messing with you but like what what is all that about like what do you, what, what are you doing with richard well talk to me goose <laughs> well we uh you know as everyone not everyone but some people know from the last you know handful of weeks been releasing it that gas monkey picked us for their sewing machines they launched the sewing machine division and um you know went out there and Met Richard the first time, 2019, hand-delivered the machines because I wanted it to go perfectly. And um, that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. He's he's pretty – he's a good time. He's wide open. He, you know what you got the second you're talking to him. He's honest, easy to talk to, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, breath of fresh air. And a lot of people – say the opposite and it's just jealousy. I was on another podcast the other day saying the same thing. People are jealous. The guy was tremendous. I was pretty much hanging out there for almost two hours and uh, it was just fun. We were talking about everything. Um, But how I got in with Richard started out with Casey's paid shop. He was going to do it and just didn't want to get it off the ground. He's like, yeah, I think I made a mistake. I had no big deal. So um, we got rid of those machines. I sold them to somebody else locally 
Um, and then I said, just do me a favor, get me Richard's number and the rest is history called Richard. He said, I don't know if you're still into this, something you might be considering, but I want to be the guy. And, you know, we got to talking, I guess he liked me and asked me what's involved. And I think what really galvanized it. And if you watch a YouTube video, I kind of touched on it. I'm guessing in his brain, you know, what am I into here, Mal? What's it going to take? And I'm like, well, nothing like three machines. I would get you a Skyver, a regular machine and a long arm. That's all you really need to get going. And you could probably take less. Well, I don't usually do anything this cheap. Like, don't I need more? And when I told him no, and I can make you spend more, but I, you know, I'd be taken advantage of. You don't do it. I think that was the galvanizing force. And right then and there, he made the call that I was going to be the guy. Mm -hmm. And then I'm sure he asked around because he's not, you know, he's not just going to do do it all, you know, on the finger like that. But uh, I'm sure he asked around and hopefully he got the, you know, I'm guessing he got the right responses. Right. So you're doing a build with Richard right now, right? Tell me about yeah, this. Just build finished it, actually. And... Yeah. Yeah, and what's it about? Like, what, you're the what, truck. What's... You're the, like you're like the truck guru. We're gonna get to your truck stuff in a minute. Listen, but because uh, I'm gonna grill you for that. All right, uh, in a good way. But yeah, I saw on his website the deal was already done for the machine, so that was nothing. You know, he was he had the machines in possession for years, and he was going to, but COVID kind of put the kibosh on it. Bought this truck. I see it on his website, and I'm trying to find like a motorcycle to stick in my trade show booth it, from Gas Monkey. Here you go. Let's go, you know, for a show this year. Couldn't find one. I'm getting frustrated. I stumble on this truck. I see it. And I'm like, this is a wicked mean looking truck. The stance, the look, or how rough it was. And then the interior, I see it. And it's an original interior, like, barrel, chicka, barrel, velour, fluid, gray. Like your uncle trade Scream show. Scream in the 70s. Pure and 70s. What it was, it was an original 70s interior, and it was beat up and just hammered. So it all hit me all at once. I said, I'm going to buy this truck and keep it over a gas monkey. They're going to launch their program, do the interior on this thing. And Richard even said, he's like, Mal, he's brand new. He's never done anything before. I go, well, he's going to get a start now. And I even told him, I said, I don't care if it comes out good. Just got to come out one way or another. And it'll be, it'll launch the truck because the truck is rough. And it'll, you know, it's going to have some great leather. I did, I got Warren Giles leather for it, actually. I went a oh, little nice. overboard. Yeah. I love Warren Giles, though. So, yeah, you know, I called me. Randy. And uh, obviously, I want to stay loyal to, you know, who I'm, you know, closest with. And I'm staying loyal to Warren Giles. Let's get this straight because their leather is awesome. I love Randy. I, I, I love all the guys there, but their leather is the shit. Yeah. So I just love Randy. And I know the leather's clear. good. I yeah, don't absolutely. use it. You know, I'm useless with, you know, I don't do anything, you know, fab. I'm a leather but, uh, nerd. So. You don't even want me you know, threading a machine probably because I can't, but uh, <laughs> Cole Randy's like, you really want to put this leather in that truck? I'm like, yeah, what's the problem? And he's laughed. I laughed and I go, yeah, I know I'm probably going overboard, but let's do it. So we did it. Ordered up five hides, sent it over there. And that was it. You know, they, they did it. Had some help from Sammy Ham over there. At, uh, I am from Sammy. Yep. My longtime friend from Texas. Yeah, Deport. Deport yeah. Auto. Sammy Ham. Yep. Sammy owns a whole town or a, a good percentage of a town. Remember we found out? No, I've, I've known your, this for a long time. At your class we found out. And yeah. I, I interrupted your speech and I say, whoa, 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 what? You own a town? He's like, no, I don't own a town. I own a lot of buildings in a town that are dilapidated and need to be rehabbed. And I think the two of us were so intrigued. We have to have a party there. Oh, yeah. No, it's awesome. Uh, we can go down that rabbit hole 
Long. later. Yeah. Long. We could talk about Sammy forever. Sammy's <laughs> handsome. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. I've known Sammy. Actually, when I first started doing upholstery work, Sammy had an interior shop in the same town I did. And that's how I actually met Sammy. Yeah. And um, I was still just kind of winging it. And I would go over and talk to Sammy and his brother. Like, dude, how'd you do this? And how'd you do that? You know, because I'm a question whore. Anybody that knows me, I love question. You do. And, and You're I a good love. Learn. Yeah. Willing learner. Things. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm still very open to learning all the time. And uh, they were just such cool guys, man. I, I just I love hanging out with them. And yeah, they're cool. Yeah, they're yeah. one of my favorites that I met through through your classes. Yeah. So, so okay. So back to this this truck. Um, what are you going to do with your truck? Like, what is your plan? I'm almost a hundred percent sure I, I'm pretty am unless someone blows me away with an offer before. Um, taking her to Barrett Jackson. I already booked the you know booked the listing, so it's done. Uh -huh. I'm just waiting for them to give me a day or two window when she's going to go off. Yeah. Fly out to Barrett Jackson. I just want to have fun. Two, three days, chill, be there, sell the truck. Maybe get stupid and buy something. I don't know, but I want to go. What are you going to do with the proceeds for this? Uh, do you have a plan for that? Or are you just going to, I know well, you. I got I spent a yeah. boat ton on this thing. There's I know like four you or five trips involved with it. Um, one, if we can get awareness more for the 75th anniversary, what we do with Wounded Warrior and, you know, cause that, that, uh, you know, the Wounded Warrior program still going on, selling T-shirts on the website. We're, we already made the donations for all of it. So that's every mm -hmm. T-shirt that we bought. Um, so that's easy. But yeah, man, I our military is so overlooked and just so overlooked. Bastardized. They don't get paid what they should get paid. They don't get taken care of like they should get taken care of before, during, and after. <laughs> and that, that pisses me off. And... Do I know that as yeah. well as the other veterans, you know, but also you have to put effort in to get effort back. But with the military and anything else, it's like you have to put that extra effort in and it's freaking exhausting. Um, my wife can tell you, I just hate it. I hate dealing with any of that mess. It's just mentally it's just exhausting because it's like they set you up for failure when it should be set you up for success yeah. and um and that's very disheartening especially like i'm younger but if say if you're you know a vietnam vet and you're 70 years old or whatever and you're going in because you have you know agent orange problems and you know you can't get an appointment but you can't go on the civilian side to get an appointment and then all of a sudden you die because of some complications like you know that's just bastardizing the the system but um anyway that's a whole nother yeah there's like a thousand layers to that right yeah and i don't want to downsize that because once you get into care and, and you get an appointment things like that the service is a great service don't get me wrong it's just like if they can't get you in then they need to outsource it where it's easier than you know if you're closer to a VA, if you're, you know, say 20 miles or whatever from VA, I don't know the numbers, you know, you can't go to a civilian doctor. It's like, well, if I can't get an appointment, then I should be automatically allotted to go to a. They make it impossible doctor. for you to get what you need. Yep. So it costs them yep. less. Period. Exactly. It sucks. So anyway, let's go on to our next subject. Mine is getting shit on by the VA is CNC machines. What are we going to do with? We got to go about you too. No, no, no. Some this of yours. Is, 
No, this is all you right now, Mal. No, we're gonna we let's could we mix in one? No. Mm -mm. No. No, not yet. I don't like relinquishing control. Listen, I have two more questions. All right. And then you can ask me mine. My my question is the CNC um stitching machines, you know, like the pattern machines or the yeah. diamonds or or whatever else. Like we all want this machine, right? Mm -hmm. But obviously it's a deep pocket investment. But it is. If you play it right, anybody that has one always gets great return on their machines, like instantly. Well, you know, here's the way I look at it. You guys, from a small shop to a medium shop to a large shop, low volume, high volume, the biggest complaint I hear all the time is, Mal, we can't find help. We can't find talent. We can't. And when we do find someone that maybe has talent, they don't want to work. Or it's a combination of things. If you have a decent volume, of sewing seatbacks with patterns and you want to hire an employee, once that employee's paid off that $37,000, because the auto ones, you don't need to get the bigger ones. If you want to, you can, but the entry level sized unit, the 17 inch by 32 inch, that's going to do just about any auto seat back and then some. And for 37,000 bucks, you have a, you know, half a year employee essentially. And, you know, once it's, Paid for, it's pure profit. And it just works while you're doing other things. Um, you know, and you could hire a monkey to load those things. You don't have to have a skilled craftsman sitting there loading. Unless you just want to, you can. Um, but these things will just pump out work all day long. Yeah. So if if somebody is interested in this machine, if it's $37,000, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you guys, I'm sure, I don't know. You don't offer finance for this. Somebody's going to have to go out and get a small business loan or something. Well, like our that. finance, you know, any finance institution, our finance institution that we use can finance at any finance company. Mm -hmm. You lease it to own at the last payment, it's yours, what you wanted. And the CNC machines make your life easier, work faster. And we all, as we get older, I'm looking for things to make life easier. And that's mm, what too. attracted me to this. And then I'm thinking, okay, now, can I align myself with any old company? Cause there's so many of them out there that are beating your doors down 24 seven. We all get those emails. We all get those social media messages. They're just brutal. These guys are USA based USA owned. They give you a four year warranty. They'll visit your shop wow. once a year for three years to do maintenance and free repairs. They set it up white glove service and give you two days training hands on, on the units. Are you kidding me? everything i did not know that yeah and so, i have exclusive discounts that only i'm offering as a reseller so if you buy the 37 it's going to be 36 yeah it's only a thousand bucks if i was making you know 20 30 on these i could offer more but it's right. a thousand dollar discount if you buy them through us at nc carpet and and that's it so you get the white glove service you save a few bucks and just make your life easier if you can yeah so even though they're buying it from you they're still getting that white glove two-day service out everything set up the whole shit and caboodle they're everything so yeah these guys that. are here in the u.s they're in texas they're actually near your old stomping grounds they were close they're about i think like an hour from the austin airport if i remember correctly okay yeah so they're close awesome and usa technicians um let's just say you have something go wrong they can usually tell you what it is but if it, it, it's same day tech support like us maybe wow. not same second like us but you know, it's close. They're, they're really good. And if they can't diagnose it quick on the phone, they can wire into your system remotely 
and diagnose it from there. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Every dude, mm. this this technology age are so far ahead of me. I'm it, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, but, it's yeah. Technology. Oof. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's well, wild. you're good at CAD and all that stuff. Yeah, but you're always learning. Oh my God. I'm just I've barely touched the surface of CAD on what the capabilities are doing and um you know what like you know, JK Automotive and mm. Danny at DJ Design and Avant, what those guys are are putting out in the computer world, you know, is tenfold. Like they're yeah. on top of the world. And good thing about it is they're all great guys. And and they're putting them for product. Yeah. Yeah. Like I talked to Danny and and Brian from uh, DJ Designs just the other day. Like just. And we didn't talk anything about work. We're just calling just to BS because they're yeah. buddies of mine. You know, it's like just good dudes. And um, anyway, that's that's like the people I look up to. Well, once you awesome. learn it, yeah, I know you. I know you love that stuff. I know you love learning. I know you love tools. But once you learn it, if you can get over that fear, and it's all fear. Uh, fear of spending is really fear of. If you know it's a good spend, it's really fear of learning, and really a fear of putting the work in. So right. It's, yeah. you know, a tough pill to swallow financially, but if you have the, the volume, it's a no-brainer. Hi, um, girls. You got two visitors. Yeah. Hey, baby. Can you say hi to Mal? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. What? <laughs> it's bedtime. <laughs> okay, girls. Come on. <laughs> it's okay. Give daddy a kiss goodnight. Give me a hug and a kiss. It's okay. You can. All right. <laughs> You guys are live right now. You know you're, yeah, you're live on the podcast. You get out. Shut that door. Hurry up. Yeah, it's on there right now. It's awesome. Yeah, we're just recording audio. Tell them, but their their laugh will Go. be on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Those girls are uh gonna be the death of me. Girls are the best, man. Uh sorry, Dylan. I don't even know what we were talking about now. I get lost when those two come around um anyway talking about cad yeah cad stuff your grasp on it yeah but like what what people don't understand is is that um you know every night after i would put these two girls to bed or my wife would put them to bed you know from like you know let's say eight until midnight every night for a year straight that i could i was working on cad yeah figuring it out working with my buddy adam working with Brian, a DJ, you know, there's several people, um, you know, that would, you ask questions because it's like you get to a point, just like you're pulling your hair out trying to learn this stuff because I don't have time to go back to college. And I guess I do. I'm just making excuses not to. Um, but that's that's what I did. And so, you know, I don't know how to write G codes as, as that's how the CAD program talks to the CNC. So I have a guy named Adam that writes my G code for me. And so in January, I'm going to get back into it and start learning how to G-code. So I don't have to okay. always depend on him to do that. Look, and there's a lot to it. So it's like always um, evolving. Is that the right word I'm looking yes. for? Um, to, to just getting better and better and better. And I better. was just going to say, if you're not growing, trying to grow, trying to get better, trying to evolve, like you said, and even yeah. some of the best of the business like you or you know the guys you mentioned or other... It, always trying to get better, always trying to find a faster way, a better way, um, a way to, you know, amplify your work to make things stand out, you know, just it's, yep. 
it's in certain people and you know, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You got to have that drive. And yeah. And you know, people don't realize like, you know, like I tell people, it's like, I'm not your average interior guy. I, you know, I built cars my whole life. Like I'm a mechanic by trade. I'm not a upholster. Right. You know, and I, I, I'm getting to be an upholster, <laughs> but <laughs> you're still, you're still, you're still, you're just okay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, um, I like how you always fancy yourself mechanic first. I love that. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's all I doubt. built my first motor when I was 11 with my dad, my mom raised wow. cars, like things like that. So I'm definitely a mechanic. Um, and I'd love building, you know, my own cars, you know, with my truck, you know, we'll talk about, you know, my 32s yeah. and stuff like Can that. Can we transition but, to you now or are we still on me? No, we still have the last question I have for you, Mount. Oh, this is boring. Come on. Give me something hard. NC. I'm carpet interior of the air. Ugh. Tell me how you really feel about this shit show we try to do. And you know, it's I hate just, it. I, it's and not everyone knows I, that. I've alluded to it a little bit. I got annoyed last year with the contest and I kind of let that out. Um, yeah, I hate it. I've grown to hate it. I, I don't, it's not successful enough for me in that there's been a million submissions, whether it was a first format or this new format. So we gave this new format a try, which I thought, you know, I had a good idea with it. You guys were super creative. Everyone was pretty much like, yeah, this is great. Love this idea. We put it all together, came up with it, and we're still not getting the volume of submissions that we should. And it's insulting to me that all you guys who are some of the best of the best are sitting here waiting to evaluate each and every entry and there should be hundreds not you know under 50 right. so it bothers me i i can't completely put my finger on it but i absolutely hate the contest and i and really I, just want to be done with it this what i hate it. about it is that but i hate quitting anything you know i don't like quitting i, I don't like laying down. i hate anything. that just normal interior guys are not putting in their entries for nc you know carpet you know the interior of the year because this submission is not about the best you know like if carlson or our dj or dan you know, like or jk like if these guys submit stuff obviously they're the best of the best to me right you know their stuff is just going to be shit hot yeah. i mean it was obvious at SEMA this year i mean there were so many good interiors um the guy from texas oh my god my his name is uh eluding me right now um there's a big shop there and did a, a blazer and it was probably the the nicest interior i saw at sema wow. um and uh i'm sorry i, I, I was literally there four hours i can't help you where i would i don't even know yeah and um was it pg upholstery no uh no they're down in bryan texas um anyway i'll put it on my social media because i absolutely okay. love that but um you know those guys they can they can apply right and they can put their stuff in but that's not what i'm looking for i'm i'm, I'm personally looking for your, your shops that are kind of your your underdogs you know that that really don't have a big social media following but their work is killer you yeah. know there's some of these guys just like damn you know like how did you come up with that you know and i'm not saying that bad it's just like God, why why couldn't I think of that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I want to use that. There's some good stuff out there, man. I mean, 
some guys do really don't have a focus on an emphasis. It's just random. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just throw a post up. But you know, this year with the with the Young Guns Challenge, challenging guys who have done interiors five years or less, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, let's 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 go for because some of these guys, oh maybe they just feel intimidated because of like you alluded to the guys you know Stitchworks, DJ, Brent Parker, all the guys that have won RMD. So they're like, I'm not even going to compete which is nonsense, you know, push yourself. Um, but you're still going to get looked at and you're still going to get noticed. And you may have, you know, I don't know, Shane from Sewn Tight comment on your post. and be like, I really like that Corvette. I do a lot of them. How did you do that? You may have you or Shannon or somebody. Um, you know, I love Buck, so. <laughs> and Chris, Chris, of course, he's not bad. Chris is not. And Chris is another one who's constantly trying to get bigger, better, at his craft he's not he's relentless and relentless is a good a good thing to be it'll drive you nuts but it's good to be relentless damn is he good oh he's amazing you got tony miller up in washington tony's incredible oh my god i've known tony for years it's funny how i met tony my mother and father-in-law brought me a news clipping from the seattle times because they live up in seattle Mm -hmm. And it was Tony. I was like, oh, you should meet this guy. And so I just phoned him up out of the blue, dude. You know me. I'm just like, hey, man, I saw you down the newspaper. You know, my in-laws are up there. I'd love to swing by your shop. I'm a fellow upholstery. And this is, I mean, I was nobody at the time. You know, okay. I mean, I was just out pre-TV, of my shop. Pre-TV, pre-everything? Yeah, pre-everything. Okay. And uh, he's like, yeah. And I mean, he had just started, he, he had just started his own business. He had worked for another guy. So, I mean, he had already established and I learned so much from that guy. Um, and we still talk and I still go visit him when I go up to Washington. You, so you ever yeah. hear the story of me and Tony, who I thought he was and who he really was? No. For, <laughs> the first time I met Tony in person was at one of the SEMAs and I see him and he's like, Hey, Mal, Tony, blah, blah, blah. And I go, what? I'm looking at him weird. I go, you're not gonna believe this, but I thought you were like, 80 years old he said so what the hell are you talking about <laughs> so <laughs> this i have the picture of this guy's face on instagram on his account and i always thought that you were him so i bragged on this account how great the stitching was tony talking about me this, tony stitching that and it was some other man's picture on facebook and instagram that was not tony so i call oh. him old man because i always thought he was like 75 80 years old yeah Oh my God. Yeah. He laughed and I laughed and I couldn't believe it was. I'm like, are you sure you're like the Tony from, he's like, yeah, I'm pretty damn sure. And <laughs> yeah. Have you ever met Tony? He's pretty quiet. Yeah. He's very quiet. Yeah. yeah. Until you get to know him. I think he yeah. thought I was out of my friggin' mind the first time I told him the story, but uh, oh, that's he forgave hilarious. me, bought a Skyver. Everything was okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh geez. Gotta love it. All right, Mal. Can we I transition am... to you? I am done with you for now. I think I've kind of touched all the subjects I really wanted to talk to you about. This is by and... far the longest podcast ever. I don't know if anyone's been listening at this point. If you're listening, the password is Pepsi. So I want to have many people message us the word Pepsi if they got this far into the password. What are you going to send them if they message you? I don't know. We got to like some stickers or something. I got to get some more I stickers. Got stickers. Right, if you, if you, if I have to start sending out a million stickers, I'm going to kill you. But uh, <laughs> first five people that message me Pepsi, you're going to get the, uh, the uh, NC sticker pack and the, uh, the uh, hog ring sticker. 
damn because now you know if they uh listen that long that they at least deserve something they're right? digging us they're yeah digging us. Weird. i called one shop and i'll tell you who it was florida boy customs okay florida yeah florida boy customs one of the guys answers the phone and i'm like hey this is mal from nc they're like what i said mal from nc dude listen to your podcast all the time we love it i'm like oh thank you <laughs> like, i didn't know what to say i was first thought he was mad when he i'm like oh shoot did i piss this guy off right but, um yeah so florida by customs is like a you know big fan of the podcast they love them they listen to all of them um yeah i mean there's a bunch of guys out there that do all, all you know 14 of them like i said before but um at least we're doing it right brian it's fun 14 is better than none yeah it's true very true <laughs> at one a month now i just can't handle the, the volume it's just brutal um anyway now we're going to you are right, you what's ready up? sir i don't know i'm hey, gonna be here because i gave you a hard time on your first one i didn't make it easy on you so i'm um, nothing nothing difficult hold on now. let me let me help I you want, out i'm here. sorry go ahead let me help you out i need a good entry ladies and gentlemen <laughs> come on now do it ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages representing now salt lake city utah the one the only the better looking than me philip earl cato how was that decent yeah that was good all right because i did did not know that was coming yeah i can do like if you like a basketball starting lineup if you want like the chicago oh, bulls from back in the day i'm not a big sports fan i, I play golf not. and I can introduce you like a, you know, like a point guard or a shooting guard, man in the middle, the center. You'd be a small center though. I mean, I'd be a big round center. (laughs) I could be the ball. All right. Philip from Cato's custom upholstery. First things first has to get out of the way. Um, Believe it or not, there's still a lot of people that don't know that you moved again. Again. Why don't you tell everybody the the moving lineage and how everything went down oh my god yeah i'm tired of moving actually you need there's people still ask me is he gonna yeah, have I a know. class in atlanta i go he, he's moving it's you know everyone I, knows it i think that i i, I gotta reach out to fuller because fuller and i you know i was working out of fuller moto with him with brian which if you guys don't know brian is one of the best people in the freaking world that dude is pure gold and i'm not saying that to stroke his ego but i love brian i love the way he runs a shop i love the way he operates i just love that dude that's a good human yeah so, he's a heck of a craftsman too boy right and um you know i was out there for four years with him and uh wow i'm saying oh, a lot here i just you know we were coming out here teaching the classes and my wife's from alaska her family's in washington mine's in texas and Nobody was really coming out to visit us in Atlanta. We're like, why nobody want to come out here? I'm like, oh yeah, because it sucks. Because it's Atlanta. It's hot as hell. You know, there's too many damn people. Like, I'm just done with it. Like, I love everybody I've met in Atlanta. And I, I just just too much traffic, too many people. Like, I'm just, it's not me. I yeah. cannot see myself fighting all that for the next forty years of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what do you think about Salt Lake? And she's like, when do you want to move? And I was like, all right. I like your style. Wow. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. And uh, 
Well, she and wanted so, to, she, not she wanted, she had the first move when you guys went from Texas to Atlanta because of work for her. That, that's correct. Cause she wanted, she was going to work for the CDC. Yeah. And then, you know, once COVID hit, everybody was working from home and they weren't going back to the office. And I think that really kind of played a toll on her, which it did a lot of people. And she's like, I have to be back around people. Like I need to get back in the office. I need to see patients and things like that. And so it was a good transition for her. So she's working at the university here and she loves it. And I actually went to a Christmas party the other day and it was a lot of great people. And so I, I had a lot of fun. But since we've been out here, you know, we've done more outside stuff than we ever did in Atlanta, just because out there it was like extreme hot or extreme cold. And there's yeah. sometimes you'd get the happy medium. And so anyway, it's a good that's, vibe there. It just, it, I like going there. It is a good work life balance here. Obviously, you know, the, the, you know, you have the, the Mormon church. Everybody thinks of Utah as, you know, the Mormon capital of the world. You know, it's actually, you know, Salt Lake City is less than, I don't know, 51% or whatever is um, Mormon. But what I do like about that and is that they are very um, family oriented mm-hmm. in that, you know, you, you come here Sundays and everything is shut down. Like it used to be like when we were kids yeah. you know, where people just took that day off and you go to yeah. a big city and it's clockwork. It's going all the time. It never shuts down. And so there's lots of kids here and, and the, the, the city's clean and everybody's super nice. And I like that. And I'm, and I don't know if I attribute all that to the Mormon church or whatever, but I definitely feel that they have such a great community community here that that does affect what the city does yeah and so if you think of this town as like it's run by mormons it's it's not and i I hate people that have that persona of of the city but i do appreciate what they do in this city and what they're about if that makes any kind of 100 now it speaking to what you're saying all the times I've been there for the classes, no matter where you go and who you talk to, um, you know, whether it's the place I'll sneak in for a massage or the coffee shop or a fast food restaurant or a fancy restaurant, everybody is real nice, down to earth, accommodating. So it's just a good yep. element of great, people. Great service. You don't get attitude from no. you to a fast food restaurant. You know, it's just all these things that, you know, you don't get in a city that, it was finally just nice to kind of, it just reminded, it just, it just reminds me of my childhood. Good where, word. Good yeah. Word. Sunday yeah. was church day and a day of rest. Saturday was for doing sports and things with the family type thing. And I, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and so anyway, so with all of that, JS is out here, you know, Justin's here. We teach classes together. I'm like, and Justin's been talking to me. He's like, dude, just move here. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to move to Salt Lake. And I don't want to move again. I'm tired of moving. Um, and so that kind of transpired. So we just did a business partnership, partnered up, and we just worked together. We have our same names, just on a business standpoint. It's under a different name just because we have to do that for you know tax purposes and things yeah. like that. But we've been doing this long enough where... I feel that we can set our egos aside and it's not a competition between him and me. It's a competition about how can we get better every yeah. car? Cause you're only as good as your last car you did. 
And right. I think I said that last time. Mm. And so I think that he likes that. I love the technology part and I, you know, I could care less if I ever sewed again. I've sewn right. so much. It's kind of boring to me, honestly. Yeah. I think I'm not saying I've perfected it, but it's just like, okay, I'm done. You know, like, <laughs> like uh, everybody's love, different. Everybody's yeah. Different. Yeah. If it's you a know, super technical seat or something, yeah. I definitely want to stitch it up, but okay. Yeah. So there's, so something still draw you to the sewing machine, but you try, you'd rather not. Yeah. Just because I, you know, I can only sell so many tuck and roll and pleat diamond seats. I'm just like, yeah. this is so boring to me. All right. You and, and I can Justin only, have yeah. been hosting this bitch and stitch in class. The classes I should say for, it's gotta be over two years now. Yeah. yeah over two okay. years. Yep. Tell us why they're so important to you and what you get out of it the most. Ha. Well, I'll tell you, first of all, what I get out of it most is you get a, a text message from, you know, students that come in, they send me pictures. It is one guy. Um, he's like, oh, I just had, it has nothing to do with the golf cart king. You know, the guys down in Texas, you know, you just do your podcast, but he's an individual. He's like, I just had an order for 500 golf cart seats, 500. Wow. This dude, when he came to the class was doing kind of, it was okay work. It wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was just okay. Right. And, and now, you know, they're producing, you know, 500 plus seats and the seats look great. That's the stuff I like, or we get a text message like we did today. It's like, man, I, you know, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. You know, it means a lot because nobody else is doing it. Things like that. Yeah, exactly. On your yeah. text message. Yeah. And Anthony from Supreme stitch took your, um, took your, you and Justin's class in Atlanta. Uh -huh. and, uh, he commented today he's a real big hearted guy um and i said you know what do you want to have phil ask me or vice versa <laughs> and he says not a question more to say thanks to him and and you well thank you um for what you doing for trimming community the class in atlanta did more than just teach me about seat building it also boosted my confidence and put my mindset on a whole nother level and on top of that i met a lot of people and made a lot of friends so that's what some of these classes can really do for you. It's not just about what you're learning, but it's the yeah. networking and the, the, the good feelings and the confidence and being boosted and being, Hey, look, this is faster. You're going to save a boat ton of time. That's not even part of the class. I mean, there's so much stuff that goes on there more just well beyond a seat builder, a door panel builder, oh my God. whatever the case. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot and it's exhausting to teach a class. And what people don't understand is like, it takes weeks to get all of this ready. And then all the stuff with the website, keeping that up to date. Like there's so much behind the scenes that people don't see, yeah. you know, and, um, but to me, it's just about helping somebody that's just about there. That's still working somewhere else that can go and start working on their own. And that's what, it's about to me. It's just helping somebody else fulfill their their destiny or their their future plans or providing for their family, things like that. And th the other one is, is like nobody else is doing it. You have mobile solutions, obviously, and they're doing a great job on their side of things, on what they're doing, and, and they've been doing it for years. Those guys are amazing. But on the, I would say, upholstery side, you know, stitching side of things, mm. You know, you've had Ron Mangus or the Sid Shavers DVD, but other than that, there's nobody that's yeah. even stepped into the plate and tried to do what we're doing. And so we're always evolving. 
right right in this and we're always learning and to make it more efficient and and I want to say faster because the faster we can make our classes, then the more stuff we can learn in these classes. So this last seat building class we did, it was a two-day class, and we gave them blocks of foam. I gave them a cutout wood base bottom that we had already previously cut out. They have to cut their, their foam pattern. They have to attach it, glue it, blah, 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 make their pattern, put the cover on all this. By lunch the second day there was only two people that didn't have their seat done and they were just about finished wow and then from that point on everybody finished their seats and we started going over god knows what binding a a hole around a a light switch in the floor to sun visors binding carpet headliners um painting plastics body work i mean all these things and they would come up and and we just did it we just would you know spend 30 minutes or whatever you know we could and we would make an example and be like here it is this is how we do it this is the most this is the fastest most effective way to do it and we've been doing it and i don't want to say for so long because i've only been doing it for 11 years justin been doing it forever he's ancient He's so old. I and just short. can't get over. Yeah, he's so old and short. I just, he's just old. <laughs> he I takes such him. a beating. He does. Justin. Yeah, well, he's so short. It's because everybody's beating him on his head all that time. Yeah, we had a high chair at dinner for him. We, we took care of him. We did. We did. We, we gave him a birthday wish and everything. Yeah. So, but that's, I mean, that's what it's about to me. I'm just rambling on about it, but it's, it's just about helping the fellow man or woman. That's what it's about. It's like helping other people. Yeah. So there's a big one that you and I talked about about a month ago, and I'm going to ask you about it. And I don't know if you don't want it leaked or not. If it is, obviously this isn't live. We can edit it. Uh-huh. So don't get mad at me, but you alluded to the fact that you're strongly considering, if not definitely going to sell what vehicle boogie nights. Boogie Nights up for sale? Yeah. Oh, it's, man. It's going to be. You just finished for, it. I did. You know, and the only reason, you know, I build these cars is if if we need money for something, then I'll sell the car or they're just an investment, just about like anybody. And right now, as everybody knows, the housing market is so expensive. Yeah. And so I'm going to sell that car. I'm going to sell a couple more so we can just put more down on the house. Right. And um, that's, that's really the point of it because I can always build another bitching truck. Good point. You're not bad at it. And so what about your 32? Is that going up too? I think I have a black 32, three window I'm going to sell. And then I have a 32 roadster. I really, really want to keep the Roadster. Okay. I, uh, Danny Burrell's built a chassis. It's a Brookville body. It's got a built 265 in it with a five speed, nine inch four rear end. Like it's got everything I could dream of on a Roadster. Rockford, you know, painted it as well. So it's kind of like that's me. That's my car. That's I've got car. A, I know that. I've got a 34 Ford pickup truck I have as well. And I, I won't ever sell that one, but, um, so it's, I, you know, 
they're just materialistic items. I honestly love building them and and finding the parts and meeting people in between and and things like that. Like I like that stuff. The journey, you like the journey. It is very much the journey. I love that so first drive. And um, and I'm okay. With, my wife's like, you never sell anything. I'm like, honey, I'm gonna sell a car. She about fell on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so. Um, well, I'm glad you shared it with us. I didn't know if we we're gonna have to cut this out. Um, and the things change too. But I mean, you're gonna do Barrett Jackson, you're gonna do Meekum, or you're not sure where you're going. I think I'm gonna go to an auction in South Carolina. It's called GAA. Okay. Um, and they have a great track record. Oh, they sell thousands of cars a year. It's so just kind of it's it's more personal than a big business. And so if I'm going to give 6% or 8% of my money to somebody, I'd rather give it to somebody that's on the, I wouldn't say smaller caliber, because it's not a smaller caliber, but it's just not your, your Mecham or your Barrett. Right. But it's still well, how's like the, how's the freaking, audience there? I mean, is it a truck audience or? Uh, yeah, they, it's huge. Go. Yeah. Look it up if you've never heard of them. Well, maybe um, that's why I should be going. Uh, yeah, it's massive. So check it out. And it's in March, end of March. So. Okay. Gives me some time to finish up a few things on the truck I'd like to do before it, it goes. Not much, but just on a personal. There's always something. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, we have something. no time at the shop right now. It's so busy. And, you know, Dave is still doing the TV show. And if you've ever done TV stuff, you know, it's just hectic. It's just a lot of work in a short amount of time. People don't realize, you know, we get two weeks on most of these builds that we do to do the full interior. Sometimes we get four weeks and that's big. <laughs> that's so. when the big bucks start rolling. It. No. Right. And people are like, Oh, you did <laughs> yeah. all that in two weeks. You know, no it's, just a, it's an imposition. Stop, start. Can you do that again? No, I can't freaking do it again. You know, I can only imagine I would lose my mind. No, they're actually really actually better there than they were in the Texas show. Cause they would be like, okay, stop, be quiet. You know, we're gonna do this scene. There, they're just filming. I mean, it is like they don't stop anybody. Because where, where is this now? And at and here at Kindigets, okay, their film Dave's. crew, their film yeah. crew is great. So they're, um, they're letting you work. Oh yeah, what you see is what's going on. They're literally they're working filming. They don't stop to be like, can we get quiet and and we're going to talk. It's like, you're talking over the grinding in the background and stuff like that. So if you ever watch the show and you hear that, that's why. Yeah. So it's, it's really nice. It doesn't, it's never in impaired my work time at all. Well, so, I like that. That, that yeah, is like me and me and you both. I love that. Cause I, in Texas, it was a lot different than that. And it was just like, Oh my God, we'd be here till midnight. Like I go home at five. Oh, so such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Such a yeah. difference. Yep. What else? Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about? I think no. we've covered everything but like, you know, politics and religion. I know. We we even talked about religion. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We did. All right, handsome. I am gonna go. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I won't be able to go to sleep now because I'll be wired. So oh, no. I'll go right to bed. Yeah. Me. I'm one of those guys. I'm give me Shut two right seconds. Down. Yep. I'm like, I could sleep right here in this chair. I'm I think it's a military like a thing. Oreos, watch a little TV. I know you are yeah. an Oreo guy. I did the same thing with juniors. I love Oreos. Oreos and milk. I did the thing with juniors. I just recorded, you know, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. 
I was wired. I could not go to sleep because I was so excited. Yeah, but your guys talked about all kinds of shit. Juniors? Yeah. Yeah, he was he's got a good story, man. I love that oh, guy. That's good wild. Dude. Yeah, it's great guys. Humble, good guy, good family man. And if you're in a foxhole, you want him with you. Hmm. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. 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 I can he shoot was him. hitting nine mil today from sixty yards out. And I'm watching in a story. He was, I don't know, seven out of ten, I think. Yeah. Nine mil at sixty yards just kind of it kind of thumps you. It doesn't really hurt. Targets. I'm like, just this guy's good. <laughs> this guy's real good. So yeah. What's the last gun you bought? Um. So I got probably a nine mil. I'm a Glock guy. I love Glocks. I just got a concealed carry. I ordered it and I never picked it up. And that's the beauty of my concussions. I can't freaking remember until recently. I got to go get this damn thing. I bought it in June. Forgot all about it. You better go get it. I don't remember what the hell it is. I know it's a concealed carry. It's all I remember. I know I paid $763 for the concealed carry class plus the firearm. And that was it. I don't know what I bought. It's sitting there. They're probably like, yes, this guy never came. $763, you know, to us. Yeah. I found the receipt in the car and I go, holy cow. I'm telling you, these concussions were brutal. Stuff slips my mind and it just won't float back in there. Hmm. Hmm. Do you remember when I snuck in the house yesterday? When what? Exactly. Was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll let you rub, rub my head and massage it a little next time you see uh, me. I'll bring in the baby oil and some berry get the brain cells. Get the brain cells dialed up. Oh, my God. All right, Mal. Well, All right, buddy. Go I'm squeeze the kids. Out. waiting I'm, for you. You know they didn't go to bed. Yeah, I know. I'm glad that I got to take over your podcast. I appreciate you letting me do that. And I appreciate it. Like digging deep to who mal is and the face and the the sexiness and the man muffin of nc carpet fighting. <laughs> i thought i was going to get grilled and like persecuted on this thing but no, there's some guys me. out there that probably hoped you went a little hard went hard on me you know Mm-mm. that's not my style bro no i don't it's more i don't fun. dig dirty our I, first I, podcast if you guys hadn't heard it if anyone's still listening remember the code word pepsi was so much fun hysterical and bits of it I had to chop because it was a little, little too, uh, you know, a little past PG thirteen. But we had fun. Oh shoot! Yeah, we did. Are you talking dirty to me? Because I'm losing my voice right now, so I can be like, "Hey, Mal, <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? Where are you?" I were totally rambling right now. Hey, audience, ten minutes. Come on. <laughs> are you wearing your Duluth Trading Post underwear? <laughs> I've been boxers. Your eyes are starting to close. It's time for you to go to bed. I'm tired. I'm going to go sit around and put on about 15 pounds, about another 1,200 calories and call it a night. I know. It's crazy. It's only 840 here and I'm about to go to bed. Boy, am I getting old. Yeah. Well, it's 1040 for this guy. So Uh, two hours. It's all right. Here in Florida. It's I mean, I sacrificed for you. I think it's still snowing outside here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. Good job. Thanks again. Thanks for hosting. And, uh, your intro, I think I have a new, uh, I, I think I have something I I need to trump that. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do, but that intro was pretty, I, I mean, you know, Emmy, not dare I say like Emmy nominee, perhaps mm-hmm. if it was a movie, Emmys or movies, I forget. I don't know. I don't pay no attention. I'm not sure either. Well, yeah. it's, it's a war, it's contest worthy. Let's put it, put it that way. All right, good. Now you have something to, to uh, trump me on. Good luck with <laughs> that. Get you. All right, buddy. Thanks again. You're the best. You're welcome, Al. Thank you, buddy. Good work. So did you have fun?
I always had fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. That was good. Do you like my questions? Yes, they were good and they're funny. And I had no clue what the hell you were going to ask me. Literally none. <laughs> this was my list. Like I had to write a list, right? I'm looking for some paper. And this is what it says. Hello, can we be friends? <laughs> can you see that at the top? And I'm like, this is perfect. And so that was my mood when I was writing this. And I don't know who wrote that, one of the girls or the wife. But I was like, that's going to be my podcast. Hello. Hello. Can we be Can friends? We be friends? <laughs> okay. No. That's kind of like Mr. Rogers-esque. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen.